0: You are listening to production of the Toll Network. This is Laser Knees number 103. How incredibly dare. I'm Aleph.
1: And I'm Sono, and this is Dino Knight Sentai Ryu Soldier, episode 33, A New Threat. And 34, the vile space dragon appears. Our writer for 33 is Yamaoka Junpei. For 34, it is Naruhisa Arakawa. Our director for 33, for 33 is Kamihori Kazuya. M434, it's Kato Hiroyuki. And before we go any further, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: I just wanted out there that episode 33 of Kishiryu Sentai Ryu Soldier is quite possibly the absolute meanest thing Toei has ever done. And I say this as someone who reported on the Christmas morning death of Kujo Kiryu.
0: Yeah, no, it was, uh, Hoo Boy!
1: <laughs> this, is, this is the meanest thing they've ever done. Like, Kiria was shocking and heartbreaking because the tone of X aid was so different up until that point. But this was cruel.
0: And also involved, like, they were singing jingle bells, like, a minute before that dude got got.
1: Yeah, but, like, this was cruel. Because Toei lied to us. Toei told us everything was gonna be okay, and we had a new friend who was gonna join the team and be cool and relearn how to be a hero and redeem this evil armor. And then in the next episode, this happens. And I think the thing that made it harder to deal with than Kyria, the thing that made it much more of this huge gut punch that, like somehow killing Kyria on Christmas has become more of a joke than, like, remembering how awful it actually was. Because, you know, it's like, oh, well, they did it on Christmas, and that's the thing that you remember. With this, even even any of the other big heartbreaks, the thing that made this harder is that on top of coming into this episode thinking that, you know, Nada's now gonna be part of the team, he's gonna be, like, a major character for the rest of the show, he's gone mid-episode. We don't end on his death and seeing everyone huddled around him crying and then leave for a week and come back and we're moving on because the plot is happening. Grieving is the entire second half of this episode. We are forced to spend time with Nada's death and spend time with the responses to it. And we have a full like 10 minutes of the plot itself taking a back seat To the emotional devastation of this character's death. And nothing is going to move on until we have taken that time. We don't have a choice. Like, we got to experience the raw hurt and confusion and fear with the Ryu soldiers in real time. And that's one of the rawest things I've ever had these sister franchises do to me.
0: Yeah, it is is vicious. But also, like, if you're gonna kill someone, I have to say I appreciate that we take the time to be like, Oh no, this was a thing. Because they don't have the time like uh, common writer Build did, where it's like, Oh no, he killed a dude? And that was like three episodes of him just like, No, 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 no superheroing. I'm, mm, nope.
1: But like, even as, as Sento is taking those three episodes... Like the rest of the plot is still moving.
0: True, like, like this was.
1: We don't experience like Kazumi grieving or the other th- the other two guys grieving. We don't experience everyone having to sit down and like help Sento deal with this. The plot's still moving.
0: We don't get a we don't get a last message. We don't get the dude's last will and testament. Just crimey. I just, like, look, we'll get into how we felt, but, I mean, that's, I feel like this is kind of saying it, but I just, I spent most of the time being kind of shell-shocked. Like, impressed. Don't get me wrong. It was, if you're going to kill a character, that's the way to do it. But it was But I just didn't see it coming. (laughs) It was mean. Yeah, I, I, they, they, they had all of the, uh the things that felt like oh yeah this is this is like oh he's the new hero flag okay he's finding all his stuff he's well you know let, we'll, we'll get into that but first let's let's get any problems and nitpicks with these episodes out of the way
1: yeah um about that i have to jump right to 34 uh cuz yeah, i i've like, got nothing right... for 33 33 was the the only problem is how many things it made me feel
0: yeah no like it does go to jail forever for the the crime of making me feel feelings, that's mm, it's not allowed.
1: It's illegal, um, but like I have to go right to thirty four because I've got really nothing to nitpick about thirty three. So while I like the idea of Conalo and Asuna starting this comedy duo because I think they actually had some like really interesting chemistry that way.
0: They did, and and their comic timing was really good. Yeah,
1: like that's kind of cool. I wish the joke wasn't him, like, fake proposing to Asuna and then being, like, CGI bounced around the room. Yeah. And then the bit of, like, Kanalo running to the restaurant to see a pretty girl and then it's his sister and he's disappointed and then he gets punched in the stomach. Like, there are just layers and layers as to why that joke is not funny. Like, please, Ryu Soldier, either marry the dude off or let it go. Cause it's tired and I'm tired.
0: Yeah, like look, I I understand. Hey, the the lady who played Akiko, or or now Nagasawa, they have got other stuff they're doing, but make it happen. Cause the jokes they're bad. And honestly, just his whole like the whole bit where on the on the the little note says, hey, and the girls are pretty. Like I just why. It's enough to say, "Hey, what's up? It's your elder. I ho- I own a cafe now." Like
1: I don't know. A if... man just
0: died, show.
1: Yeah, like I don't know if it was like he was like, "Oh, well, you know, Conolo doesn't know me and the the sea people don't really like us, so I got to say that to get him here." But like, no, he would just come. Like Yeah. He would just follow the others. It's not a big deal. P.S., you don't have to do bring it. Conolo. Yeah.
0: But just I just keep coming back to like, look. I understand that we're, we're winding up for the end game, and part of the, sh- you know, part of the earlier part of the show is, hey, let's let's not talk about how this dude just died. But a man did just die. Can can the show have some decorum? I realize maybe Elder doesn't know that dude just died. The rest of the show could just, on an aesthetic level. A little decorum.
1: Yeah, and, like... I,
0: I'm, I'm I'm, feeling like a lot of this was put, I like, I don't know, I feel like Naruhisa Arakawa normally much more sensitive about this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know if, like, maybe he was kind of working on, like, he, they told him, hey, you're gonna be writing an episode and you've gotta include these points, and they just didn't tell him about Nana. And then he got there and was like, wait, what was the last episode? I didn't plan for this. Yeah. Because I'm also a little bothered by Ko being, like, not long-term upset about Nada's death, and that the reason he's kind of, like, mellow and out of it is him trying to, like, plan how to use the new upgrade. Because, like, clearly not a lot of time has passed if Kanalo and Asuna are doing this comedy routine as an attempt to cheer him up. I get that Ko tends to, like, really internalize stuff and that he's got his whole, like, oh, our souls are one now, so, like, you're always with me. But, like, given that this was maybe, like, a day ago or two days ago, I feel like he should at least be a little upset Yeah, that he, like, like walked in and this dude immediately died next to him.
0: Yeah. I, I personally, I choose, and this is an active choice, where I'm reading it as, oh, he's saying that because he wants to be, like, strong and power through because there's a lot of work to do. But, like, there is that bit where it's like, look, I'm not depressed, and I just want to jump in there and shake him because, dude, why not? (laughs) Why? It is normal, and I would argue a little bit healthy, to be a bit shaken up and sad if you want, like... I, I was kind of inconsolable for, like, months after just a cat died unexpectedly. That's not like a brother-in-arms who, like, we've been through the fire and the flames and our souls have connected on a deep spiritual level. That was my cat. I was, I was a wreck. Because <laughs> I love those cats, I love that cat. I, I just, but,
1: I feel but, like it's this thing...
0: not depressed?
1: Yeah, like, I feel like it's this thing... Where Arakawa knew he had to introduce Precious. He had to like introduce this Trial Cliffs concept. And, you know, he was he was gonna like, okay, we have to get everyone to visit the Elder. We're gonna like bring in the Trial Cliffs. Uh Conalo's gonna consider it. Precious is gonna show up. I know I gotta do something with the upgrade. And they just like didn't tell him that how this is how you get get the upgrade. Like, and, like, he finds that, and they're like, oh, yeah, you gotta, like, he's like, oh, well, you know, co would be depressed about that, but I don't have time to deal with that. Like, I, there's just not narrative to, like, there should be an episode between episodes 33 and 34.
0: Yes. Like, honestly, a part of me is, would kind of appreciate if we found out that, hey, there was, it was, like, a web special and it was the, the equivalent of, like, hey, Sesame Street talks about... Because, like, they've, they've had things where Sesame Street has talked about. Hey, what's it like if you have a parent who's incarcerated? Yeah, they. What's that like?
1: They specifically do have an episode about, like, coping with death. Yeah.
0: I was kind of, like, I kind of hope to find out somehow that there's a net f- special that they're like, hey, parents... You can show this to your kids if there's a sudden death in the family so that we can have our superheroes talk the kids through the fact that, hey, what's up? Uh, your emotions are going to be going some places, kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, look, Ghost- You are Ghost... not old
0: enough to deal with this. No one's old enough to deal with this.
1: Like, look, Kamen Rider Ghost was sloppy in some regards. That was something it did really well. Actually, yeah. The The whole death of Grandma Fumi- was heartbreaking, and seeing like how they got Elaine through that was done really well.
0: Yeah, it really was. Like the funeral episode, it was. There was a lot of good stuff.
1: Where like, and Grandma
0: Fumi was good.
1: Like this, it just it feels like there should be an episode between thirty three and thirty four.
0: Yeah, uh, just if nothing else, just taking his body or some part of him because he didn't really leave a corpse did he but back to the village to be like buried and given some kind of honors like i i don't know their funerary rites but it seems like hey he was he was not a he was a Ryu soldier uh no one no one made him an official Ryu soldier you listen here like i want that moment so they can, like, lay him... Because, like, okay, he was he was going and we all had our, our thing where we could say goodbye to him. But also, I just... I would have wanted an episode in Ryusoul Village just to lay him to rest. I mean, okay, like, we only sort of knew Nada the dude and not Nada the dude who was being puppeted by the evil suit of armor. But man, I liked Nada the dude that we saw... Those flashes of him seemed like a really chill dude.
1: We're gonna gonna get to a lot of that. I guess
0: this episode is turning into, like, his wake. Yeah. (laughs) I'd apologize to your listener, but, like, if if you've made it this far, I feel like you were probably similarly affected.
1: Yeah, or at bare minimum, you expected us to be like this.
0: Yeah, uh, if you've been with us for any length of time, uh, wow, sorry you knew what you were getting into
1: but up. Uh, one one last thing before we really dig in um yeah I th- while it was cool that precious like has the dragon tamed and all that it straight up lives in a water bottle <laughs> like that's, that's just, just a metal metal water bottle that they put a sticker on and they're not even trying to hide it and it was super distracting also yeah. as, as much as i'm glad to like have a woman druid on like I am, um, I was super excited about that. I still wish we could go back to the days of like face acted lady villains in Sentai. Cause I just, I find them so much more endearing. And no, I'm, I'm... like, you don't need a reason for it to just be a lady. Like, it was literally every woman villain was a face actor and all of the dudes were suits and there was never a question. No one ever asked why.
0: Like and honestly, for a long time, they had a lot of face acted dude villains too. Like you can, you'd have both. Like, they, like I'm not saying. In what's that? They yeah,
1: they did in kind of late, in like the yeah, like
0: in the sh- in the Showa era anyway.
1: Well, even in in like late, like first half Heisei, because you had like yeah. Juzo and Bosco and Enter Zed. Zed, like there, there are a good handful of them in that like latter. But we have, have, half have of any Pace. ladies
0: in that time.
1: We have not had one since Escape, and bef- who,
0: by the way, like I saw the the uh, Space Squad versus Q Ranger. Uh, Escape is incredibly good.
1: God, yes, I love es- I love Escape dearly. She is so poorly handled in GoBusters. It breaks my heart. Um, but even then, before her, we didn't have one for three years. Because um, before her, the last one is in go her And we have not had one since.
0: Yeah, and it's a shame. It's, we should have more.
1: It's a tragedy. We should have more, especially since we've had a lot of dudes since. Yeah. But, Just... you know, we... Again, Zed, we had Zemigo, Uh, We had, um... Oh, what was his name? Oh right, Amiga was a thing. Yeah, we had Scorpio briefly, um, and Anton. Anton sort of counts, but Scor- mostly Scorpio. Like there, there's a large handful of face acted dude villains. Give me another face acted lady. Like mm. imagine, imagine if Precious was like, Sway Sway from Go, uh, Gal Ranger, or um
0: especially since like and this is this could very well just be the the way it's it's you know, different people read it i felt like they were also they're giving a kind of that androgynous feel and look awesome androgynous lady on being a cool villain on sentai
1: look I, it's
0: been too long
1: i am down cuz i i looked at the design like in the episode preview and i'm like that could I could go either way on that one I'm
0: yeah, like, I'm not sure there's, there's a lot of discussion over here um I don't really know i I, I feel like Precious is supposed to be read as a lady but the the pronouns are very kind of up in the air in because it works differently in Japan
1: yeah and like, I Japanese
0: mean, is a different language
1: I could i it's I'm pretty sure. You're supposed to read Precious as a lady, um,
0: but you, there's just there's just that that extra little extra little level of just androgyny in there, which again I don't know, like androgynous lady because like, voice acted by a lady, lots well, of feminine.
1: It, but she's also voice acted by Romy Park, who does also do a lot of Shonen voice acting. Romy yeah. Park voiced Edward Elric. Oh, okay. I can't think of another one off the top of my head because El- Edward Elric is like the really big one, but she's had a lot mm. of um, those kind of roles, and she voice acts for a lot of uh, the sort of masculine women. Mm. I keep thinking of roles that are uh, played by Megumi Ogata, who uh, has kind of a very similar voice catalog to Romy Park, so I can't kind of pull one off the top of my head, but, like, I knew she- I knew that Precious was voiced by Romy Park, and I'm like, that really doesn't solve the mystery for me.
0: Yeah. but it's, So, like, it's... I, I, I think we can safely default to her, but if things- if we get more information later in the series, we will adjust accordingly.
1: Yeah, but it's- it's one of those things where I'm like, those really, like- The sort of older fit, the kind of older like power adult woman, Mm. um, where someone like Melee or Kegalesia or uh, Sui Sui, or, like I'm trying to think of some of the other others from around that time, can't think of any others from around that time, but like that, like think of her with like that kind of actress. Even, like, if they got Romy Park to face act. Because I've seen her in person, and I think it would be, like, incredible. I don't know if, like, Romy Park would be willing to face act. But just, like, God, that just, that genre, just some kind of actress like that to face act her, I think, would just be incredible. And I just, I wish they would do it. They're not gonna, but I wish they would. Just bring one back. I don't know... I don't know why they won't. And it's... It's bumming me out.
0: Yeah, like, everyone always blames Power Rangers, and I'm sure that's part of it, but also...
1: But I mean, like, they keep doing, like, Zamigo.
0: Yeah, exactly. Zamigo was
1: last year.
0: Yeah, I don't know why the problem is, especially since, like, with a lot of the, the suits... You know, the, the lady monster suits that are, I think, mo- many of which are suit-acted by dudes, like, they don't do anything.
1: And I mean, like, look, you they're not gonna make toys of the of the lady villain whether she's in a monster suit or not for Power Rangers. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're not gonna make toys of- I mean, maybe Hasbro will now, but also, Hasbro doesn't care and is apparently just shooting tons of original footage. So it still doesn't matter. Like, they've somehow taken Dark Red Buster, who is in, like, one episode of Go Busters. He's in one episode. And they've made him, like, a full series main villain in Beast Morphers.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I'm like, I don't know, that's just how much original footage they're filming. They're going completely ham on it because it's Hasbro and they've got the money to do that.
0: And not to mention, like Hasbro wanna—they're putting together themselves a Power Rangers movie. Are they? So might as well get used to doing some suit acting.
1: Really? I didn't know, you know that. Yeah,
0: like I don't know if it's Beast more. I—I think I don't know what generation they're doing, but they—that's why they announced, "Hey, we're not doing a sequel for the the Power Rangers movie, the last one, because we're we're gonna be doing our own." Thanks. And all I can think is, hey, maybe that'll make it so they don't have to spend so much time being, like, quietly embarrassed by the source material. Because that is, like, I have a very long rant in me, but that's one of the problems, I think, that, that killed the Power Rangers movie is just the suits and the, the robot designs. They really spoke of, oh, we are very ashamed to be Power Rangers.
1: Yeah. Where, man, I, like, I would love to see that, I don't know, I don't know if they would, like, take a Go Busters movie, like, and do that, I don't know.
0: Honestly, if they just started doing Power Rangers movies like they do Super Sentai movies, just, hey, here's a 60 minute thing, it's part of a, you watch it with something else, I'd be actually really... I mean
1: I would love to see Hasbro just do their weird fan fiction movies the way that Sentai does where it doesn't actually matter if you watch it but it's fun if you do.
0: On like again the the fanfic quality of a lot of the the Rider and Sentai crossover movies are amazing. Superhero Tyson is nonsense but I love it. Uh, the, the Heisei Generations Forever. It's nonsense. I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean look, we we were just talking about Q Ranger versus Space Squad, which is some real Pure bizarre. Fanfic. It is it is literally someone's like Q Ranger Avengers Civil War AU. Yeah. That's li- that is 100% what it is. I haven't seen Civil War, but I know enough to know they have literally the exact same plot.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Except
1: one is a lot more in space.
0: <laughs> Honestly, not that much more in space. I mean, well, I guess they are on different planets or part. Of it. It's. I'm getting. I'm throwing myself down the well. Actually, sorry.
1: But it's like that movie was fun. Mm. It was really good. I liked it a lot. It was bananas nonsense, but it was great. I appreciate that they looked at Melee and was like, Oh, no, Melee has no regrets. We can't Get pretend them. she has regrets. We can't even write off and, like, not have her say anything and pretend she has regrets. That's not the person she is. Like, we've I've seen Cho's superhero Tyson. Made no sense at all. Loved it. A-plus yep. movie. Don't know if... Jin knows what teamwork is. Really don't think he understands the concept. uh, Because if he did, he would know that Zolda is the least team-oriented of anyone he could have picked. But nonetheless, it was just- it was a bananas-fun movie.
0: But anyway, uh, speaking of bananas-fun, or I guess maybe not bananas, but things we liked, let's get back to uh, Ryu Soldier, because- Boy, I took us down a rabbit hole there. My apologies. But, uh, yeah.
1: So, I appreciate that the very first thing Krayon does in this episode is, like, she just gets down on her knees and sincerely apologizes to the Druid drones. Like, to the point where she's explaining that she knows what she did wrong because she really wants to make this right by them. We don't often see anyone be good to their mooks i can't think of a single sentai where the villains are good to their mooks so it's it's nice to see Koreon treating well the folks below her because she knows this invasion is built on their backs and it's not going anywhere if they aren't on the front lines she is a good shift manager and i love her
0: yeah, she really is. And it's, it's one of those moments where I was cheering for Comrade Koreon the most. Because Comrade Kareon is the avatar of the working class. She's got all this work to do, and so many different angles to consider, and has avoided falling into the trap of middle management. You know, where, where you start identifying more with your bosses than with the people below you, who are basically, like, your boss just sees you as the people below you, plus a little extra. And then they see themselves as an entirely different class. Like, I'm just saying, Korean's great, that Mook deserved that apology, she's better than most anti villains, and honestly, if we're being honest, she's better than a lot of the heroes. Just saying.
1: Looking at Not you, ton, President but... Hot Wings. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, that dude didn't stand up for the proletariat.
1: So I adore anyway. that the team has rented out this ping pong hall. Like, the entire thing, just to unwind after this whole Geysorg ordeal.
0: I mean, look, fair.
1: Yeah, no. Um, Like, Ko and Nada being a doubles team was super cute. Like, Master Red's boys teaming up to have some healthy fun warms my heart. Also makes me deeply upset because I've seen the end of this episode. Why you gotta do this, Toei?
0: Look, again- at least there wasn't any Jingle Bells. Like, it hit harder than Kyria, but at least the most they did was that bit where Asuna was channeling the energy of, I forget his name, the, the god of ping pong.
1: That was a good bit, though.
0: That was a real good bit. But, like, that's that's as high we got in the Silly Camp, and then from there we we eased into, you know, the part where I had feelings and someone needs to pay for that.
1: So Ui and her dad dressed up for athletics and, like, taking it super seriously was really cute. Yeah. And then, like, the joke of her dad getting knocked out and then waking up as Seto and everyone's like, no, no one asked for you, we have nothing for you to do. And he's just like, okay, bye! And immediately passes out again.
0: That, that was, was
1: so funny.
0: Yeah, that was next level, dude. I, like, I had to pause it. I was laughing so hard.
1: Like, that was incredible. But my favorite... Of course, because this would be my favorite, is the implication that Toa and Bamba do this enough that like Bamba can see noticeable improvement in Toa's playing, and that Bamba, the big stupid lovable idiot he is, is just so hyper competitive at this thing that means nothing, because he is just incapable of half measures.
0: Yet yeah, the dude has never met. The idea of the concept of being chill. Just no concept of it. He's great. I love him.
1: I, I love him so much. And just him getting so excited and like knocking the ball halfway across the room and toes. Just like, I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's being annoying. This is dumb. I want to play with someone else.
0: Yeah, which, you know, understandable. Like I think it's charming. I wouldn't want to play with him either.
1: No, I'm not even that good at ping pong. So, also Nada not having any idea how to properly transform into his armor is adorable. <laughs> like he's just so used to it showing up and taking him over that he's like, I don't know how to actually put this on anymore.
0: Yeah. What is this? Oh, oh, it's the guy soul. Okay. okay. What
1: am I? What am I supposed but- to say? I put it in here. I. Like, just the fact that they give him a full title and roll call also just, like, stings with how hard yeah. they rip this out from under us, like, ten minutes later.
0: He was the knight of resilience, Sono. He was the knight of getting back up after you get your, your face kicked in. Just, okay, on a related thing, since I'm being maudlin... Uh, I kept waiting for him to show up in the opening of 33. Cause like, you know, they, they have all those bits you know, where there's the rectangles and you see their their suits, yeah. and then you see the and then it turns around and you see the face, and they do their little like you know, they do their face thing to tell you who they are. And like, I noticed that, hey, there is a big old rectangle beside Conolo. Like, he's just on one half of the screen. There is space there. Like I was thinking during the opening, hey, there's space there for Nada. That's cool. I I bet next episode he's gonna be there. So yeah. Did I know?
1: He was like, oh, well, they're they're not gonna put him in in this episode because he hasn't properly transformed yet. But once he does that, then they're gonna put him in. And no, because Toei yeah. lies.
0: There's just there's just that big blank space where Nada should be, which kind of makes me wonder. If that's why they named him Nada, you know, Nada meaning nothing. So by having Conolo on that side, leaving that side of the screen blank, with nothing in it, that means that in a in a sidelong, if you squint thematic way, Nada is there, because there's nothing on that side of the screen. And I'm going to, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to cling tight to that or try and forget that I had that thought because uh, that's going to make every time we watch the opening very sad. Yeah, a little bit. But on the other hand, um, I do not want, like, I don't think this show would forget Nada, but uh, I i don't want them to because uh, he, like, he was good, he was especially at boy. the end. He was, was my a good boy. Doing. Anyway, yeah, Whew. I'm about to, like, I'm about to just start launching into stuff, but we got- we got other stuff we're talking.
1: But, uh, seeing Nana and Bamba banter about how much they've changed was really sweet. And it was cool seeing them, like, get to fight together and, like, kind of go up against this dude on their own. Like, I yeah. wish we'd gotten more time of them reconnecting, because they had this really interesting history. And I really hoped we'd, like, get an episode to see them- kind of work that out, where, you know, Bamba's not totally willing to accept him back on the team because he ran off before, and, you know, they've got to work stuff out together. I was really hoping for that episode. But no, because Toei is mean.
0: <laughs> so very mean. But, I mean, look, I will say, hats off to Yamoka Junpei, and, and, uh, goodness, what's what's the name of the director? Yeah, Kamihoro Ichikazuya. Yeah. For like they sold it, they made it work, <laughs> and just I, I give a lot to Junpei though, because uh, boy, they wrote in so many openings and implications and other things that would have made for those great subplots. Like you said, like we could have had a bit just an episode that's just Toa or rather, not uh that's just Bamba and Nada getting reacquainted. Heck, honestly, Toa and Nada. Just, hey, uh, you really freaked me out when you, like, pulled on Master Green's words to, like, mess with me. But do you remember any other things of him? Because he is dead, so you're the closest thing I have to, like, there's a lot of places we could have gone, and no. <laughs> Just, no. Whew. Like, Like, I'm, I'm playing mad. I actually, like, I personally think it's actually kind of brilliant. And, and... The fact that I feel feelings about it is is a mark that they did it very well, but also, like, y'all just gonna have to deal with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, look, guys, there's a reason that I didn't put any of this in the bad section.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Also, what's really interesting is having Bamba be the one to, like, get sucked in and suggest to everyone else that they just keep running. Mm. Because of everyone, he's the one to kind of face things the most head on even to like his own detriment even with how obvious the situation is like he know he's the only one that knows exactly what's happening but he's generally so like throwing himself head first to the point of like being his own worst enemy that i didn't really expect him to suggest that they keep running until Nada can get them out but, it like, that was a really interesting choice.
0: It was. And, again, it would have been a great thing to follow up on. But, like, I, I really enjoyed it, because in the moment, it was like, ah, yeah, he has no nuance. Because he has no chill, and he's very bad at nuance, his faith in Nada after Nada overcomes guy's Org is, if not absolute, it's pretty strong. Because, like, yeah... Nada has already kicked one impossible situation to the curb. He will get us out of this. Like that's where I was taking it. But at the same time, like mm, it, it is, it is an interesting thing, and I want to explore more of it. And they had better later on because I, I want him to, I want him to kick some butt and be like, this one's for Nada.
1: Speaking of Uden, though, he's some really interesting foreshadowing for Precious. Because both of them steal the abilities of their opponents. But on paper, Udin is the one who seems more threatening. Because he'll take the power... Like, he'll take the attack, and he will take all the power with it. And, like, keep his opponent locked away where they can't really fight him. And the more (laughs) they fight him, the more power he gets. But... Udin lacks strategy. He just- he'll steal an attack and just hurl it out at random, full force, and just keep throwing out all the attacks he knows, just willy-nilly. Where Precious will steal attacks, but she can also just seem to steal the concept of things at- in general, and knows how to use that to her advantage. And she also seems less I will tolerate my awful co-workers for the sake of the mission than most other Juridon. And seems pretty ready to just like do a murder on everyone, which frankly I respect.
0: No, same. Cause look, you you can have you can have some villains who are just jobbers. You need someone who's like, no, I am here to do a murder. Why? I don't understand the question. Like, I'm here. I want to murder someone. Here we go. Also, though, I, I do kind of dig Udin as kind of Precious's herald. That's, like, that's a great idea you're bringing up here. Just, okay, so there's this weird secretive guy. Is are we, Is he the other bishop?
1: I believe so.
0: Because, yeah, like, we haven't seen, like, other rooks or other knights, but... That's, you know, the show... There's still, like, so, 15 episodes, but...
1: Ranger Wiki claims that Precious is a knight? And also that Precious is male? This is Ranger Wiki, so I don't know how much I believe.
0: Grain of salt. Like, I kind of took... Especially with the the headdress, I sort of took Precious as the queen.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Because, again, I was also reading... Precious as female,
0: yeah.
1: Um, But yes, they they say that Udon, Uden, sorry, food. Um, Yeah, no. That he's that he is a.
0: He's a bishop.
1: He's a bishop. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm not sure on on that with Precious. Um, Yeah. Precious, see, I was thinking either king or queen depending on gender or not mm. night feels well, very think... weird to me yeah night doesn't seem correct
0: like she does kind of attack in a in like a weird sidelong way you could argue but i i think queen just because precious just seems like a force of nature who goes that way what way anyway and just wrecks what is there yeah like uh, anyway but it's it's it is neat, just Precious has, sends out Uden as this, like, weird secret guy who, who shows us how scary it is if villains have our hero's abilities, and then, like you say, we have someone with some flair show up to do it. Because, like, look, I respect Uden, but he's just a villain. Just a, a, he shows up, does bad things. Fine. It's respectable, it's good work, well, not good, but you, you know what I mean. In the, in a story, it's good work. Precious is a super villain. Brings the presentation. Up. I like. I feel bad for Weizul. Weizul is getting upstaged left, right, and center by yeah. Precious.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: But you know, like, there's there's no shit in like a a decent person who's not a villain would not be ashamed of being showed up by someone who is so much who's clearly so much better. But, anyway, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Uh, back to, back to 33. Because, otherwise, I could just talk about how great Precious is.
1: Just, god, that moment where Nada slams the helmet so hard against Uden that it shatters both the, like, chessboard pin and his helmet was so (sighs) incredibly raw.
0: Yeah, they, they sold the desperation of that fight just so, so well. Like, I I don't quite know what I would have expected for Nada's last stand. I certainly wasn't expecting it to be that early. But, look, if Nada was going to go out, that's how I'd want him to go. He's He's the knight of resilience, and he is fighting with everything he's got, even if what he had wasn't quite up to the level of the rest of the team, because he wasn't trained for this, and he frankly used to have the knowledge of however many... Of, of the strongest behind him and inside him this whole time, like he's he's trained for a lot of things, sure, but he's not trained for this yet. But he was still out there giving his all, and that's God. man, that was beautiful.
1: And just like following that with Ko breaking out, and he's like, "Okay, let's go," and then you just see not a like crumple, mm-hmm. and that was the point where I'm like, "Oh, things are not okay."
0: Yeah. This is yeah, going I was like,
1: this is going south.
0: Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay. So he's just going to he's going to sleep this out and then like then that is what will trigger the the suit to turn red because, you know, he'll keep fighting because he's the knight of resilience. And that's what he does." And that's not what happened.
1: No. Like, look, fam. I know I've commented on this show about emotional moments making me tear up even on like the second watch when I'm writing notes. But I was sobbing, like, ugly sobbing for, like, two hours after I watched this episode. And I was messed up for days. And even when re-watching it to make notes today, I pretty consistently from that point had to stop, get up, and leave my desk because I was crying too hard to keep writing. Oh. Like, this messed me up.
0: It's legit, though. I mean, it's real emotional. And they're trying to mess you up. And boy, howdy.
1: Like, the music they play as, like, Nada's on the ground, telling, like, talking to Ko, and, like, him and the armor are absorbed into this new weapon is some of the most gut-wrenching, like, sound direction that we've had in a long time. And having that music keep going as Uden, like, swings the fake Dime Volcano attack and Ko just comes out the other side transformed with the weapon in hand, that wrecks me on a level that I have not been wrecked by a tokusatsu show in nearly a decade. And I will not admit to the last time that something made me ugly cry this hard because it was not anywhere near as impactful a scene or even an episode its i'm gonna say it's forza i'm not gonna say which episode it is if you know me well enough you can figure it out
0: look forza got a lot of moments that'll make a body ugly cry
1: it's not one of those moments (laughs)
0: Okay, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna you tell
1: you it's not one it's not any moment that you think it is. Um but like I made a comment last episode because you were saying like, oh, Nada's getting this upgrade to Geysorg. And I'm like, I think it might and I said that I think it might actually be Cos but I wasn't sure how it would be Cos This isn't how I wanted to be right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I really would have much rather had Nada just walk away to finish learning how to be the Seventh soul Knight, like they said he was in his first appearance, because you know they're mean. But you know, and he could just like he could just sunset, he just leave the show. You know, he gets his upgrade, he leaves the show, it's fine. But yeah, instead we both get to be right, because I mean, look, it is the guy Soul in there in that red suit, implicitly meaning that Nada got his wish to be a red. But all, that's also because uh, he is a, now an upgrade for Ko. So he's a part of Ko, but just, like, it, it, we both got what we wanted in the worst way. The monkey paw happened.
1: This isn't what I wanted. Yeah. I would much like, rather the... it just be an upgrade for Geizorg.
0: Yeah, what the crap, Yamaoka Junpei? <laughs> I mean, again, hats off. Well done. Just, wow, mean. Okay, and, and, like, a little added thing, just to just one more turn of the screw. Uh, We talked a lot last episode about how good Ryu Soldier is at making us think they're gonna go there. But they really haven't since the show started. But, you know, they did kill those three people off the bat, so you knew they might, but then they didn't. It's just... Again, like you mentioned it up front, Sono, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but like they went for the tease and I respect it, and then they followed through on it here and I respect it, but wow, what an emotional roller coaster.
1: Yeah. Um, but on, on a slightly lighter bit, I kind of adore that Max can send out the little Ryu Soul Knights to like do attacks. That's absolutely precious. And also, like, it gives the kids another way to, like, play with the keys alongside, you know, like, you can have the soft vinyl toys send out the key to, like, attack. Because they're kind of in that proportion. Like, that's cute. But also, like, it's just adorable that it can do that in general. I'm a yeah. very easy sell on that kind of thing.
0: No, I, I, I can get with that. I, I, I confess, like, for me, I always do kind of go back to the... The, the play dimension for the, with the toys, because that's the part I focused on, because, like, look, yes, we all agree kids should use their imaginations and play with things however they want, but at the same time, it's nice to have something to build from, because, like, you don't always have a ton to build from as a kid. You don't have a massive context unless you are a massive nerd kid. So just, you know, good on, good on the kid. Good on, good on the kids for having a new way to play with their toys. Especially since I imagine there's probably some who're like, yeah, but you know they have they dance when they transform, so I'm just gonna have them go out and attack the monster. No, that never happens. Well, now it does.
1: Now but that kid by is buy The
0: new toy. The new toy with the soul. <laughs> Sorry.
1: And just the fact that Geysorg appears to be absorbed into Max's finisher is just like salt in the wound.
0: Yeah, just it. Especially since, like, the way he does it, it's- it's that the ancient end attack, except it's his whole body instead of, like, the beam from his sword. It's just- mean.
1: God, and just, like, then you get that shot of everyone running up to the entrance, because, like, they're out, so they know, like, oh, he- he beat the Doridon! They beat the Doridon together! And they just find Ko alone in the middle of the warehouse, and it's that shot of everyone in the doorway- and Ko like two or three yards like into the warehouse and they just all know something has happened. And like the way Asuna's voice shakes when she calls out to him and Ko like turns around and is already breaking down was absolutely devastating.
0: Yeah. I again like we said it before, I will say it again. This is a really good cast. I'm I'm so happy they got people who could pull this stuff off because there are some big moments to sell and they sell them. And frankly, there have been some sentai in the recent past where I am glad they didn't try this because they wouldn't have they couldn't have done it.
1: But man, the the final blow would what did me in to the point where like I was I was out of the game for like two or three hours after watching the episode is that, like, after that scene, we have clearly moved somewhere else, and everyone is kind of taking the time to sit down and process and deal with this and decide how they're gonna grieve, and then Ui runs in with the video message mid- And this is mid-episode. This is, like, or no, this is the end of the episode, but we're, like, mid Ryu Soldier. We're, like-
0: we're this like, episode thirty four. This should be like forty something.
1: Yeah, like we ru- she runs in with this iPad in like mid season to to give us this Forza letter reading scene, as if everything else that happened in this episode wasn't enough of a punch to the guts.
0: Right? Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> I, again, again, it is a well done twist of the knife, but i didn't ask for this knife to be twisted again that only makes it work better that only makes it more effective but wow <laughs> come on and give just, me a second
1: just the bit of the video where is like oh i'm gonna go train don't miss me too much and you just cut to bomba like in the back of the group muttering to himself who would miss you like ended me i was done like, I, I am podcasting from beyond the grave because I couldn't deal with it. Like, he, Bamba has already lost Nada twice. Once when he left the village. Once when he was consumed by Geysorg. Like, he finally got him back and thought he could reconnect with someone who has clearly meant a lot to him. And now it's just gone. He can't. He's dead. He's never going to get him back. It it wrecked me. It still wrecks me. Mm. And then just ending the episode on the six of them just turning to the sunset and raising their swords to him? Like, Jesus. Yeah. I didn't... Here we go, I'm crying on the podcast.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> like, I didn't ask for all these feelings, Toei. How dare you? This is illegal.
0: Yeah, one million years dungeon. No trials. For the ultimate crime of making us feel feelings with our brains and our bodies, that's not... it's not allowed. Like, look, it was... it was beautiful. It was poetic. Again, it was very good. But just dang. Like, you know there were some kids who... uh, watching it at home who are just like inconsolable and you know that's just the kids in japan like not us certainly not the children you understand the children were the only ones who were super duper messed up by it and like thinking about it right now they're the only ones who are because certainly certainly not me
1: i'm i'm certainly not crying while recording this
0: yeah that's that's some that's some kids in japan who are crying while recording their own podcast also in like lighter news or maybe it's not lighter i don't know but uh just thinking about it just now especially with bomba's reactions yo can we get back the the prime minister
1: yeah she knew him she recognized him as gysorg
0: yes she did
1: she knew who he was
0: oh man where is she bring her back
1: come on come on for you soldier like, Do it! Like
0: if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna mess if you're gonna stab us, you you at least owe us the return of the PM for one episode.
1: Do it, you y- cowards!
0: Y'all made it clear she was big, and um, I believe you, cowards. Anyway, um, let's let's move on into thirty-four before we just get mad.
1: Okay, so we get some interesting lore for Precious. Dropped in pretty much as soon as she arrives. She was beaten once, by the Ryusoul tribe. And we know the Doridon returned briefly about a century ago, and were driven off by Master Green in the Geysorg armor. Was she the one that Green and Black fought off? And I hope so, because I really want us to go back to that. Mm. I really want to talk about that some more.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I confess, like I, I'm, I'm here for it. I just was like, wait, was she part of the the force that they drove off back in the day cuz like look i'm happy if she if she's the one that master black master's black and green fought also um i kind of want her to be a planet killer who's been nursing a grudge for at least 66 million years it was
1: hear me out hear me okay. out why both. not
0: both yeah no i you you make a good you make a good case because um, it's honestly even better if she's if she thrown out thrown off planet once thrown off a second time and now she's back and like no this one's gonna stick
1: this so, time I've got a dragon
0: and look speaking of I love that we can tell that space dragon. Which, like, I don't know, is is it just a space dragon? Or is it a fully grown minosaur that she just calls space dragon? Is it some other kind of thing? I, I'm fascinated. But I like that they show that it's domesticated, cause, or at least under Pricious's control, because it's got that spiky dog collar, and that's adorable. Like, I know adorable. I shouldn't be all like, ooh, it's so cute. But, um you know, given how it did just, like, kill at least tens of thousands of people on a low estimate. But at the same time, like, those people aren't real. And the space dragon really is just super cute with its dog collar and its skull face, and I just want to hug it. I just want to, like, I don't know if it has ears, but I just want to, like, I don't know, like, scratch, like, rub my fingertips on the back of its skull as if I was scratching it. I bet it would be just adorable, like a giant puppy. Just, just get like Takarou from Common Rider Ghost in here to give it one of his patented hug- patented hugs of redemption, and like it's fine. He can Space Dragon can just be my friend. Yes, It'd be great.
1: I am, I am so deeply fond of Space Dragon, but man, that water bottle.
0: Yeah, it totally lives in a water bottle.
1: Like, I love that she can just be like, "Hey, Dragon House," and yeah. it like it knows it goes to its crate and it lays down, and it's it's very good. Good boy, but that's a water bottle. That yeah, that is like a, a water of, bottle that they got at a hundred yen store and put a sticker
0: on. I keep wondering if we're going to find out that, like it, it, it was captured the way one might capture a gin or a genie. But also, like, like at least, at least traditionally speaking, in most media, most genies at least get like a nice, cool, uh, like an oil lamp or, like, I Dream of Jeannie, like, her bottle had a really cool, like, it was a fancy bottle, not just, like you said, a bottle from the 100 Yen store with a sticker on it.
1: But, uh, speaking of the thing that came up before, did we know before now that the moocs were called Druidrones? Because that's a great name, and I feel like I have not known it until it was said in 34.
0: Yeah, I don't think it'd been said out loud before. I- I'm sure if we were more, like, Read everything in the magazines. Type people, we we'd already know it, but yeah, it is a brilliant name, Drui Drones, because it's it's Druidon, but it's Drones. It's it's clever. It works on a lot of levels.
1: Yeah, it, like it's just a really good name for them.
0: Honestly, and I'm disappointed
1: that we are well past the halfway mark and apparently didn't know it.
0: I will say, like they're honestly some of my favorite Sentai Mooks since uh, the Crows.
1: Yeah, that's true. They are really
0: good. I feel really bad for the ones in, like, zhuo because they were just bad.
1: Yeah. I do think it's cute that, like, Ko and Melt hid the bit about the food truck from Asuna all this time, because that was episode, like, two. Yeah. I'm not sure why they felt the need to hide it this long, but, like, even though they've clearly, like, told Toa and Bamba, I, like, I don't know why they wanted to hide it from Asuna. Is it to, like, preserve her image of dignity for their elder? Like that's really the only way that I can read it that makes sense. And like, that's
0: yeah. cute. That is kinda yeah. cute. It's it's the only thing for me that would make sense. Cause even though, like, look, I realize that it that it is you know, we want to help him keep his rep same time, there's nothing shameful about owning a food truck. That is a darn respectable way to make a living. And the fact that he was good enough at it to open up his own cafe and like look, let's be real, a pretty swank looking cafe. Do you see that thing? Yeah, That place looked nice. He has a car in there. Yeah, it says a lot to me about how good he must be at his job. I mean, I, I guess, like you kind of want him to be because he is an elder to people who are multiple hundreds of years old. So I'm glad the dude has a hobby. Cause I mean, if you're if you're a thousand years old, like you should be good. Like I'm not saying you have to be great at anything, but you should be good at one thing. You should have a thing like ah. Uh, I'm bored. I'm going to sen- spend a century just learning how to do this. Anyway, moving on.
1: So I also really like the differences in design in Wisel and Gachi Reyes's hearts. Because, I mean, even though humans look different, our internal organs are roughly exactly the same, bearing, you know, small differences in size. But they have, like, wholly different internal organs from one another which is kind of an interesting detail they didn't have to do, but they did, and the implications of it make me wonder if they are perhaps all different species that were somehow kind of roped together into this and evolved because of it. I'm wondering if Dridon is not a race, but a class.
0: Hmm. That? Like, a part of me is like, well, I mean, they did it just because the designs, but also... I'm I'm into this, Sono. I'm I'm here for that.
1: Like cause, I mean, it's fascinating you know, implications, Druid. really. Druid is a class, not a race. That's true. But like, maybe that's why Krayon isn't a druidon. Perhaps the final villain of *Ryu Soldier* is Krayon having evolved into a druidon. Because I mean, they and all
0: multi-classing.
1: Yeah, I mean, all the druidon really seem to have in common are. The Druidon logo, some checkerboard armor, and the little chessboard pin that they all have on them somewhere. But otherwise, like, there's not really anything visually similar about the way they're built.
0: No, but it, it does kind of make sense, like, besides the class idea, which I'm here for, um, also makes sense as an empire, because that was what uh, the Roman Empire did. It's like, they show up a place, and it's like, no, 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 you're still you. You just do what you do, whatever, it's fine, but you're Romans, okay? <laughs> from here on out, you're Roman citizens. You you don't belong to wherever it is you're from. You're wherever you're from, comma, a part of the Roman Empire. Gotcha, okay. Like, they're, they're a, a galaxy-spanning empire. It it makes sense. And then, of course, you... you if you want to be a proper druidon and not just a subject of the empire, or I guess an object, you know, if you don't want to just be a druidrone, yeah, like you must, you have to change and grow into it. And I, I very much like the idea of that of Kareon possibly at least being tempted with the promise of becoming a druidon, because she's smart enough to know that the best way to break a cycle. Is to break that cycle, because you know she's uh, she's an avatar of the proletariat, and and the say and the promise of ascension into the ruling classes is frequently the carrot dangled in front of the working classes to encourage their participation in predatory class warfare. Better them than you has frequently been shown to be a frustratingly effective weapon against solidarity. But Krayon, as we've seen in in thirty three. Crayon has solidarity with her co-workers Proud I don't think she's her. gonna I don't think she's gonna backstab her class I hope not if she does I, I'll, I'll forgive her as long as she apologizes
1: like I, I'd love for her to like buy into it and then to beat the Ryu soldiers and cause she wants to cause that destruction but then you know she realizes she's also hurting the Doritos and she's like oh I don't want to do that yeah
0: no I, they help
1: me I, with my videos
0: yeah but they're not real people koreon they're just things they're tools they're pawns they don't matter like you matter no i think you'll find actually like if that's the thing that that gets koreon to rebel i again we we already call her comrade koreon but um i really hope she lives up to it just let her make some more videos guys I just I want to see her call out her call out video on the human race. She'll be right, dang it. It'd be like the opening of of Ranger with which Bandora. Humans are garbage. Like eh, she makes a
1: point. So as much as I hate the joke of the reveal of Oto as the waitress at Cafe Balm. I do appreciate that when they're like, wait, Oda, what are you doing here? She's just like, I was bored and this dude pays me really well. Like, girl, get your bread.
0: Yeah. And, and look, like, you gotta get paid. And it's hard to get a job when you're that young or, you know, young looking. Like, she's, she looks like she's 12, 13 years old. Like, I don't get the impression most of Rex is giving her a terribly impressive allowance. And if she's going to be hanging out up here on the surface world, and her brother's going to keep on being him, like, yeah, get there, girl, get get you some new clothes, get get yourself a video game, a mobile phone, it's going to be nice up here.
1: So I'm really into the idea of the Trial Cliffs and all of this kind of back lore that comes with it, like Master Red having done it and taken a week to finish. Because that really, like, that alone gives you kind of a sense of how tough it is. And it's just, I like the idea that this is just something that sometimes re-soul people do if they d- decide they're part of their warrior class and want to get stronger.
0: I kind of hope that it's also, like, a spiritual thing, too. Like, everyone can go to the Trial Cliffs, it's just... The warriors are the ones who usually do, because they're usually the ones who need the, uh, the training. But, like, also... A thing y'all might not know about me is that I love a Path of Trials arc. I put one in my D&D campaign, like, they're they're fun. They're a quick and dirty way to talk about who the characters are, what they're about, how they've grown, what they're bad at. It's it's like a tournament arc in a shounen anime, except even better. Because, frankly, they're over a lot sooner.
1: Yeah, I mean, we also had one in my D&D campaign uh, that was... It, it provided probably one of my favorite memes from the campaign. Oh, nice. Because uh, Wilde had to face a trial of fears and uh, passed the saving throw. <laughs> so, you know, she, she had this whole elaborate vision that the DM wrote out that was like seeing this tiefling lich that it happened when we got our demigod baby that our demigod Deity's baby a like wild game, ate. Y'all. and th- like our demigod baby like ate this lich she just ate it but like the vision involved like the the lich turning into wild and like, all this stuff, and it was supposed to mean a whole bunch of things, but Wilde passed the saving throw, so she just, she saw it and just didn't understand it at all. So, you know, she sees this whole thing, and then she's like, okay, what was that? And they're like, oh, you passed. She's like, I I didn't do, what do you mean I passed? I didn't do anything. No, you passed, it's over. No, let me fight something. Um that's
0: (laughs) Put me back- back to the peril. Send me back to the peril.
1: Let's go. So I, I- I- redrew those- those Sailor Moon screenshots, where it's like, um, my work here is done, but you didn't do anything. Uh, so it's like, you- your trial is over and you passed, but I didn't do anything, and then the- Away! The colon just, like, it- it- it, it was a really, really funny moment, um, but I- I too love a good, um, you know, path of trials- and I also just, once again, love how hyper-competitive Bomba is, where he's- this concept is introduced to him, and he's immediately just like, Well, I guess this is what I'm doing right now, immediately. Come on, Toa, we're leaving. <laughs> While everyone else is still, like, absorbing this information, and is like, Oh, but there's still some villains, and we probably shouldn't, um, not be here with these villains around.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I I think there's a lot to the idea of staggering who goes on their path of trials and when. Because, like, okay, yes, the party will be of reduced strength because there's a lot fewer people there. Because out of six, if you lose two, that's a third of your fighting force gone. But, you know, with luck, people return at significantly higher level, so it it lets us have the big power-up thing while letting Precious remain a threat that much longer while everyone overcomes their their inner demons but you know again like getting back to DD, boy the attack economy really favors those with greater numbers especially when you're fighting a boss monster who's gonna have like reactions legendary actions because look you know she got legendary actions like every time someone do with every time someone finishes their turn she gets an extra turn she's got like three attacks high AC high HP uh everybody just take a drink cuz yeah we got real D&D there for a second.
1: Yeah. I do hope that we get to see everyone like yes. do their trial. I really hope we get to see everyone do it. Yeah. It's unfair if we Austin, don't.
0: They they deserve to have their full re- like we we get respect for their path of trials. They they've been through enough stuff we should get to see it. I want to know what their what like Quirky challenges they have to overcome to prove that they are who they are to themselves.
1: Yeah. And speaking of, I'm not sure if flexibility and solitude are the exact descriptors I would give to Bomba and Toa's trials. <laughs> and I'm not a hundred percent sure what Toa's is meant to accomplish, though I'm sure it's something to be gained there. But I do kind of love that Bomba got the egg baby trial. <laughs> Yeah. Because he doesn't quite have the finesse of the rest of the team. He's kind of just, again, he just runs in swinging. Yeah. And Which, like, having, look, when you're as
0: good at swinging as he is, you know, it works.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, having him have to learn to be more careful as he fights and be kind of aware of what he's doing, I think is something that he can really learn from. Plus, I also just love the imagery of this old man tossing him an egg, and the concept of him eventually, like, trying to fight while h- holding 30 eggs in his arms is deeply comical and is what I want to see.
0: Yes. Although I just I, I want was... it. What's that?
1: I just want it. I want that.
0: I, I do rather suspect that on top of seeing him, like, holding an armload of eggs, we might also- pop in on him and see that he's, like, juggling the equivalent of eight cartons of eggs with one hand while fighting that horrible, like, skull-faced heart monster thing. You know, the one that was on Asuna. Though, actually, like, I like I don't want to see it again, but someone needs to fight it. Though I really want Asuna to, like, just murder it to death for her path of trials. Yes. Because, like, it did try to kill her, and it was the way that Geysorg almost made Ko, like... Murder his best friend. Just yeah, let Asuna murder that thing. I, yes. I, I for one want to see that. Like with, like no suit, bare hands, just like I. I want things to go. Common writer Amazon on that.
1: I would like she, to see that. Like be her trial is like you're not allowed to transform.
0: Yeah. Just or like you're, you're not, not
1: allowed... allowed to use weapons.
0: Yep. And she just like. Uh, this is a trial crack, <laughs> but also it's this one that like did actually like nearly kill you that one time, so you need to face your fear or trauma or whatever. Also, like I, I feel like the the Toa challenge though, like I think it's not that he relies on people too much because he doesn't really, but I think it's this is the trial that's going to give him. Confidence so that he can stand at his brother's side because he has to be alone to learn that he can make it on his own while also really really appreciating how much easier and better things are when you roll with a team because he he doesn't have to be afraid to step up he only has to be afraid of the consequences of failure like i feel like that would be a way to, to justify it
1: I mean, maybe, but he, he literally has already had an episode that was that. Because he had an episode where, like, he thought he was better than everyone and didn't need to, like, rely on Melt and Asuna and Co. because he's better than them. And then, at the end, he learned that friendship is the best weapon and we can beat them up together. And it can't just be that, like, oh, well, you're not- you need to fight all these people without complaining- and like implying that he hates training, because he's been training diligently alongside Bamba since like infancy, and does not seem to have had a problem with it. Yeah.
0: And even if he was complaining, like he's still showing up to do it. You know, I, I yeah, feel like, like he's you...
1: he's not Chiakiing this. Which nothing against Chiaki. I love him and I love his character arc. But Chiaki was like, I don't want to train to be a samurai. That's stupid, which in his case makes complete sense because he had birthright expectations forced upon him that he just didn't think it was fair that he had to deal with. I love Chiaki, don't get me wrong. Um, But like I'd be willing to buy if it had been endurance because Toa is a speed type fighter and speed types are usually good for strong attacks in short bursts. Where a trial of having to consistently fight a thousand enemies without stopping, and without, you know, he can't stop and take time to complain about it, would be a great way to beef up the weak endurance stats. But, solitude?
0: Yeah, like, I imagine they're gonna be like, ah yes, your test of solitude was, like you said, to make sure, to test you in this way, but... Yeah, it's a weird thing to say that you're testing, because, like, uh, uh.
1: if If it was Melt, I could deal with a test of solitude, because he's very dependent on the opinions of people around him. Where if that was like, hey, you have to just fight this without worrying about how good you are at fighting, because you don't have time to worry. Like, that I would buy as a test of
0: solitude. Oh, definitely.
1: But it, it doesn't quite work for Toa.
0: No, it just it really doesn't.
1: But hey, we do have some development for Rex. Yes! He's letting his son grow up and experience things that he, you know, may not have wanted him to experience. And make his own choices about people, even though Rex isn't certain those are what are the best choices. Like, what a good dad letting his son grow up.
0: Yeah. Like, honestly... That was a really good bit. It, it's it's just this like, you know, blink and you miss it moment. But it it was so big for me because I, I appreciate it's also that he's not entirely moved on, but he has come to understand. Yeah, this is my deal, not my family's. Like I like look, I I know we'd all rather that everyone around us would just kind of get with the program and understand and respect people for who they are, and judge people on how they treat others instead of deciding to be a toolbox because of this or that element of a person's makeup. But, like, if more folks in every generation would just get on Mosa Rex's page where their issues are their own, like, that would just be a much better world. Like, hey, what's up? I got I got problems. I can tell I'm kind of full of crap. I'm just gonna shut up and and extricate myself from this situation because like i want to say that it's just the older folks who do that but that would be a lie i don't know again if 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 you got a problem you can just like remove yourself from a conversation not say a thing you you can be like most rex it's like no i don't like those guys but you know you do you because the reason i don't like them is personal and because I'm not saying, like, there's never a reason to be like, no, heck with those dudes, but uh, I'm spinning out, I'm sorry. Go, like, X. Way to grow up.
1: I'd just love to see the team, like, shrink him down and bring him inside to hang out with the team for a bit. Because I'm sure if he got to spend, like, ten minutes with the rest of the Ryu soldiers, he'd be like, oh, nah, never mind, these kids are okay. I don't know about the rest of the land, like, the land folks... I would have to meet them, get to know them, but getting to know these kids, they're okay. Yeah. They seem and like the, they don't want to start a war.
0: The land folk can't be too bad, because, look, uh, these guys did come out okay. But honestly, like, and even if you wanted to keep his grudge up, he'd just yell at Elder for a while. Right? Talk about the bad old days. I don't know, was Elder there? Because, like, look, there's still a lot of real politics we haven't got into. And stuff I definitely still want to know about. And I feel like those dangling bits of plot are, are actually kind of intentionally left dangling. Or are being saved for a very last minute reveal. Who knows. But I'm okay with that. Because as long as there are those questions, that really brings in the bit from the reveal of the Sea Ryu Tribe. Of, yeah, people will lie to you about your own history and the reason that grudges exist. Like, they will just, people will flat out lie to you, and hide your own history from you. And that's just, I feel like that's an important thing to just let kids know from the off. Because like, honestly, like, it, that's what happens. More adults should also kind of keep that in mind. Because every now and again, I'm like, yeah, I learned back in like, elementary school science. I was like, yeah, that's elementary school science, baby. It's it is incredibly so more simplified. Than
1: that. Yeah,
0: like did you think you were gonna get like a master's thesis at when you were still like wearing Barney pajamas? It's not. It's not how. Like, you you start out with simple information, then you build on it, and even though like there's also just a lot of lies, and there's still people to this day who are like, yeah, no, Columbus discovered America, and I just want them to avail themselves to the sea because. Uh, oh. In the words of Hari Kondabolu, Columbus, Christopher Columbus was a demon. Anyway, um, I just I like I like that there are bits of really intense sociopolitical stuff that they can just put in Sentai and Ryder that is just there, and apparently, if anyone has a problem with it, no one has enough of a problem with it to make it go away, and that's that's great.
1: So fascinating how much the Reusol Society feels like a society. Yeah. Cause I like I look back on Zuojer, and this human society didn't feel like a society. It just felt like here's some furries. Yep. Like there, there were hints of there being this kind of socio political undercurrent, but it just didn't want to deal with it.
0: Nope. Not even a little.
1: So we just it nothing ever really came from it. We're like everything is coming from this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's massive and dense and I'm so happy for it. But yeah, I just Dang, were you soldier?
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: Yeah. And we're still like we aren't even in the forties yet.
1: No, we're not even really close to the forties. We have yeah. still got six episodes.
0: Oh wow! Well, um, we we are we are strapped in for it, so <laughs> it's gonna be a wild oh ride,
1: y'all. Oh boy!
0: I mean, I want to be like well, at least they, and then and then followed up with, which means that they won't. But mm I will say, like, they killed Nada. I that's a great way to be like, oh no, everything's on the table. Yeah. I and look, I respect that. I I may not have enjoyed it in the moment exactly, but I respect it.
1: Oh yeah, I mean look, again, there's a reason none of it was in the bad stuff.
0: Yep. It was not fun. It was a little painful, but none of it was bad. But yeah, um, so uh, unless we have any other final thoughts?
1: Bring back the Prime Minister, you cowards.
0: Yes. Uh, so then, for Laser Knees and the rest of the TOOH! Network, I'm Aleph.
1: And I'm Son.
0: And don't get kicked by a horse and die.